Anna. And I'm Foz. We are the Growth Groupies Podcast. And we're questioning the world around us. What up? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. You need to say your name so that they know the voice. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm Anna, or also known as A-Flo. That nickname has been ruined because my friends told me it sounds like auntie, like Aunt Flo, like your period. So everybody else in the dance team has cool name nicknames, but I, I just never got one. So I'm Anna. I'm going to back up and say that my name is Foz. That's um, <laughs> Anna and I met through dancing. We grew up as dancers, uh, and that was my nickname on the team. It's a derivative of my last name, but we don't need to go through the, the whole thing. And my nickname was supposed to be A-Flow until it just turned into like a whole period joke. Tragic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently, we reconnected at a dance reunion dinner. Yeah. And Foz is like, Anna, do you remember that podcast you used to make? I was shocked that she even knew about the podcast because I think she was like maybe my only listener. I truly didn't think anybody was listening to it. And I was like, yeah, do you want to bring it back with me? And, and so we did. <laughs> here we are bringing it back. Growth Groupies 2.0. So a year ago, I was doing student teaching and a reading specialist is doing an exercise to like teaching me an exercise to do with struggling readers. And this is how it goes. Take me out to the, what do you hear in your head? Ball game. She was trying to show me that exercise. And I was like, I don't understand like what you're asking for. Like, what do you mean? What do I hear? Like you stop talking. And she's like, no, what do you hear in your head? And I was like, but like, we don't hear things in our head. Like people can't hear things in their head. Like how... Like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Like, that's like not, like, how? It's like explaining colors to people who can't see. Yes! And she was like, oh my god, Anna, like, you don't have an inner dialogue? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, Anna, like, I can hear things in my head. And I was like, what? You can hear things in your head? And so Foz, genuinely, okay, twofold here, okay? That's what I found out last year. A couple years ago, I was at a dinner with my friends, and they were talking about, like, seeing things in their head, and I, like, I did not know until a couple years ago that visualizing wasn't a metaphor. Like, I didn't know people could straight up see pictures in their head until a couple years ago, and my friends were like, Ina, like, you're joking, right? Like, everyone can see things in their head, and I was like, no, you're joking. Like, no, like, people can't see pictures in their mind. Okay, so... 2023 this is what I know about myself I'm 26 and this is what I know I have underdeveloped auditory processing which is why I don't have an inner voice and underdeveloped visual processing which is why I never see pictures in my brain and that is most likely because I have really like really intense ADHD because a lot of people, so ADHD is an executive functioning disability, and a lot of like executive functioning disabilities lack visual processing. That's like a huge component, like why it's hard to remember, why it's hard to organize things, because our brain like doesn't have that like same like visual processing that everybody else does. And not to say that it doesn't exist, it's just underdeveloped. Does that make sense? And so mine was both auditory and visual processing were so underdeveloped. I didn't know they existed until I was like 24 and 25. So now that you know that they exist, do Mm -hmm. you feel like you're able to utilize them or is it like something that you can develop? I'm not quite sure. Yes. So thank God you can develop them because 
our world primarily functions with audio information, auditory information, and visual information. Like, that is, like, most of the information in our world is, like, either sound or sight. Yeah. And so, thank God you can develop it. So, it's, like, a skill like anything. The more you practice it, the better you get. So, I, the, like, reading specialist who, like, helped me figure out about my auditory processing gave me some exercises. And, like, I've worked so hard on it. And I genuinely feel like I have a new brain. Seriously. And it's, like, when I found out that all, I don't know, can I swear? Because I feel like I need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the other motherfuckers on earth can fucking see and hear shit in yeah. their minds. I was pissed. I was so, so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? Everyone in the world not only has one superpower, but two superpowers. Like everybody else on the planet, not everybody else, but most other people on the planet have two fucking superpowers that I didn't even know existed. Well, but they might also not know that, like, before I had heard about this inner dialogue thing, I kind of just thought everyone had that. Yep. I mean, everybody assumes it. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it can be kind of. I don't think the visual thing is quite as crippling because I think that's very helpful in, like, school and stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've learned is through, you know, like, I can see it on the page kind of thing. Yeah. But inner dialogue I mean it can keep you like I'm constantly replaying thoughts interactions how could Mm -hmm. I have done that better what did I could I do differently did that sound weird Mm -hmm. like like anxiety yeah Yeah. that's probably more anxious thoughts than anything but but. I think most of us have anxious thoughts or maybe that's just my bias because I'm super anxious I can't even imagine somebody not being anxious huh so I guess I don't understand what it's like when it's not there like can you walk me through yeah so I still like I'm a really highly anxious person and so I will get in my car and I will replay the conversations we had out loud so if somebody put a microphone in my car or in my house they would hear me replaying conversations out loud do you just say your part or do you say the other part I say both parts that means you have a good memory though if you're able to (laughs) I mean if you're able to go back and forth especially when it's the other person talking like I don't think I'm saying anything that notable (laughs) and like I mean it's like yeah like and like I guess like I don't know I guess I've never like actually recorded myself but like so maybe sometimes I just do more my part but I know that like I'm definitely like working through the conversation yeah and it's out loud oh because you're not doing it in your head because I'm not doing it in my head so I do the same thing I just have to literally speak it and so I sorry that's not weird it's just like it's just weird to think about I know right and so then like I will also like talk to myself a lot be like I don't know should I leave maybe maybe I can have another five minutes like I'll just like like I say everything out loud and what I learned from the reading specialist that was helping me is that it's not that my brain needs to hear the sound. Mm-hmm. It's the muscle memory of my mouth moving. Interesting. So it's more like, it's like kinetic processing. Like physical movement is how I'm processing. Because I'm physically moving my mouth. It's not about the sound. Like I can whisper mm-hmm. and it has like the same effect. It feels like there's got to be a better way to identify this when, I mean, maybe it doesn't matter 
you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you had, like, struggles in school. So many struggles. Oh, okay. I just did not do school. Like, I okay. straight up did not fully read a book until this summer of my life. Oh, boy. Like, I straight up would just, like, pick a handful of words yeah. in a paragraph and just guess. That is how I read my entire life because I could not, like, actually, like, read and put it together out loud yes but I could not read a book in my head until I knew this and then started working on building auditory and visual because so it's actually huge especially for struggling readers I'm sure because you have to one part of reading is that you like hear the words in your head and obviously oh yeah if you get really fast then you don't need to do that but that's a critical step of like silent reading is hearing the words in your head. The second part is being able to put make a, a visual video in your mind. Oh my gosh! To string together, which is like what you do can't do or can't couldn't do. do or, yeah. I, I, to be honest, reading is still way hard for me. Like, cause like it's like p- putting together like a video of like the sentences is so hard for me that I just like to be honest, like I just don't read I guess it is a lot to put together because like usually when I'm reading I'm like trying to I create like whatever I want them to look like and like and and that's why I think people struggle with like the movie was not what I pictured and it's like well well and it's like so interesting and I want there to be more like research and information about this because everyone has like varying degrees of auditory and visual processing Mm -hmm. um it's gotta be so hard to test yeah it is really hard to test because there's not much information about it but like like, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were like, wait, you, like, can't see your mom's face? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you can see faces? Like, like, I can see your mom's face right now. That I barely you, know her. <laughs> like, I think you have pretty good visual because since finding this out about myself, I've been asking, like, everyone yeah. about it. And a lot of people can't necessarily, like, hold. I mean, okay. When I say a lot, I mean, like, the few people that I've talked to sure. can't hold, like, a just, like, a still image of somebody's face. Yeah. With a ton of detail. That requires, like... I mean, that's, like, pretty intense. That like you can, like, see... Like, can you see, like, a picture of my mom's face? Yeah, well, I... I mean, not to be this person... No, yeah, I think you got good but visual. I, yeah, I love faces and names. You know, there's yes. those people that are like, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I've known your name and I, like, we've never been met. Like... Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So. Oh, girl, that I will... Like, Ethan... And Ian, I would have messed that up even if you got married and we become like close friends that see each other once a week. But no, now, this one thing. Okay, I'm going to be like a little teary on It's going to sound stupid. Oh, no. This one thing has changed my life. I can make like mental note cards. Oh, So okay. I can like spell Ian in my brain. Yeah. And see it. Okay, that, that's huge, right? Yeah. That's huge. I worked so hard. It took me okay. like... How long did that take me? It took me, like, I worked really, really hard. I was able to, like, really, really working on it. It probably took me, like, six months, which is, like, relatively quick, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Because I would, like, practice, like, counting and singing the alphabet. So I would just, like, count, like, one and try to hear it in my head and try to see the number one. Mm. And then I'd be, like, two, three. And I'd just like count, and then I'd also do the same thing with the alphabet, like A, 
Letters are a lot, I feel like, harder for me. Are you picturing the letter just popping up, or are you picturing yourself writing the letter, or it being, like, written in the air, or what's the situation? Am I, I can't really see a lot. So it's just pretty much, like, like, a black, and then I can get, like, a little, like... I just don't understand how this works with dance. Girl, yeah. (laughs) This is, like, I can never remember choreography, and I felt so bad. But you know what? I have underdeveloped auditory. I've underdeveloped visual. And I have ADHD. Yeah, but you were good. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, I was, like, I worked really hard, but I could... Do you know how many times I got yelled at for messing up the choreography and the counts? I mean, I've blocked a lot of things out. (laughs) Foz, straight up, I remember. I mean, when I figured this out, like, my whole life clicked. Like, this makes so much sense. I remember sitting as a kid, and we would, like, all sit down, close our eyes, and listen to the music, and visualize the dance. And I straight up did not know what people... Like, I remember, like, (laughs) looking around, trying to figure out how, like, how to do it. That's how I felt when people were praying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not really tapping into this. Yeah. (laughs) It feels wrong to say something. (laughs) Uh, But I get that, yeah. Yeah, and I remember, like, what are people doing? Like, how Like how do we do this thing that they just told us to do? Yeah, yeah, there's I, no time to ask that. Like, <laughs> and like, if you were, like, dance culture, they'd be like, shut up and try harder. Yeah, oh my god. Okay. Like, it is your fault that you don't know. Uh, no, people aren't equipped to, like, identify these things and then, like, who For knows sure. how to, like, try to help. I and mean, that's where, like, I'm a teacher and, like, I really do believe, like, the education system is doing the best it can with the resources it has. And if it had more resources, it would be like changing and saving the world because where did I find this out? Student teaching from a reading specialist. So it's like, I really believe that like, like public education is like the most like highly trained, most qualified people to like spread this like critical information. It's just a lack of resources prevent it from spreading and actually like being like applied in a quick time span yeah and so then there's this company super cool company they're a minnetonka company um and they like renovated a city bus and made it into a computer lab interesting and they made this program that was supposed to like focus on like mostly auditory processing like increasing auditory processing to help struggling readers. And um, I think it's like Rock and Read or something like that. Or Tune Into Reading. It's like something like that. And they like t- did all these like tests. Like all these like... Um, they did these like long trials to try to get like more funding and more grants. And the trials were so successful sure. that within just like a short time span, kids were like jumping like grade levels. Mm-hmm. Because this is like the missing link reading is really complex and we have a lot of like theories about like decoding and a lot of different like instructional theories and for some kids those work great but for the kids who still are struggling auditory and visual processing are a huge part is like a huge like missing piece yeah I mean I've never thought about any of this stuff which sounds really bad no because yeah you never had to and it's yeah like this is, like, the question that, like, I feel like me and, like, my, like, friends always, like, wonder about is we're, like, how, like, do I, like, how do I process information? 
Like, if it's not sound, it's, it's not auditory, it's not visual, then, like, what is it? Because, <laughs> like, obviously I think, and, like, I know yeah. what my mom looks like, I can tell you. Yeah. Like, I know the facts. She's five foot two. she's a skinny woman, she has blonde hair, she yeah. usually curls it. Like, I know facts, mm-hmm. but I don't, like, see anything. Well, I guess when I'm thinking of people, I'm not necessarily generating, like, like a new image it's usually like i will think about something that i've already seen or like yeah. a specific memory yeah but i don't know if that's normal i don't know that's why we my podcast to explore because who know. even knows what normal is yeah. yes i don't know so that was the revelation that i found that's out about myself very interesting i didn't know i mean it inherently like it makes sense when you explain it but it's yeah. one of those things where if you don't struggle with it personally yeah and that's i think where a lot of problems come in is it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's easy for me. Why doesn't everyone just do it my way? I don't understand yes. where the gaps are. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure as a parent too, if you have kids, like mm-hmm. one picked up reading really easily and the other one struggles. It's like, well, I taught them the same yeah. way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think at the end of the day, it's so important to be compassionate and just assume the best of people. Yeah. Just assume that they're trying their hardest. And... Just assume that there are pieces of the puzzle that you don't understand. Yeah. Like, even though it makes sense for you, there are pieces of that person's puzzle that maybe they don't know that you don't know. So I think just, like, being, like, open-minded and compassionate all around is, like, so key. Yeah, I agree. But I like what you were saying about, um, like... Because I've heard that a few times. People are like, oh my god, you're so lucky that you don't have those those anxious, like, thought spirals. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, anxiety. Like, that's another issue I have is, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what components of, like, my regular thought processes or mannerisms are, like, oh, this is, like, a clinically diagnosed in the DSM-5, like, issue. Or it's just, like, she's quirky. Like, you you know, like, I, I don't think everything always needs, like, you know, an official, like this means this like it might just Mm -hmm. be I don't don't know and I feel like labels are helpful to identify but they are limiting if that is all you see like if you can only think inside the boundaries of this label then it's limiting but I also think it is helpful to like identify initially yeah and I think there's things like I was just listening to a podcast that was talking about like imposter syndrome Mm, yeah and how it's like not like a technical diagnosis is not part of like the whatever letters you just said dsm-5 it's like a set of diagnostic and i know what it is yeah i just like don't remember like i'd have to make a mental note card and pause if i'm gonna remember those letters um but it's like really a relevant thing that like is influencing people's lives yeah and maybe in like five or ten years it will be part of that official diagnosis so i feel like Things can still really have a huge impact, even if they're not considered, like, official. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly, like, running to the next doctor or anything to, like, get a diagnosis. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, those thoughts can mm-hmm. can be in your head, and sometimes they're useful and positive, sometimes they're not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know any different, so I'm pretty sure that's just how it's going to go. Like, Okay, pause. <laughs> this is so fun to reconnect, because there's just so many phases of my life that you just weren't, weren't a part of. Yeah, basically, last 10 years, <laughs> like... <laughs> 
seriously, I feel like there's been like I feel like I've like rebirthed like multiple times in like the last decade. Just there's like there's been a lot. Yeah. Like ego death and then like like birth of a new self. Yeah. I was in a really awful, awful relationship. I remember seeing that on Instagram. That's all I know. Yeah. What did it look like on Instagram? Same as they all do. Like, did it didn't <laughs> look nice because I tried hard. And there seemed like there was hiking involved. Oh, we were so fit. I'd like a six pack, man. I mean, you've always been fit to me. Okay, but <laughs> not in the last two years because I like stopped working out. I saw my aunts over Thanksgiving and they're like, what do you mean you don't work out, Anna? And I was like, it's just, I just haven't worked out in the last two years. <laughs> things have just been, I mean, yeah, I was in like the best shape of my adult life in 2019 and now yeah. it's just like, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> like, I, after like a two, well, okay, so many side tangents here that I feel like are worth it. I, especially growing up dancing, mm-hmm. like toxic fitness is a huge thing for me. And then especially that relationship really fed into, like, that toxic fitness. Like, I was so fit, barely eating. He would tell me, like, like... That like the state like the average size at Lulu is a size two is like what he told me. And okay, he knew first that of I all, was a size four, and then I was like, oh my god, like I need to drop weight. And that's I, insane. It was so bad. Sorry, like it that's was, that's like horrible, and I'm really was, sorry you went through that. It was so bad. And that's so then insane. I think I just needed like two years off to like deprogram oh and god. like build a new relationship with like connecting to my body, moving yeah. my body that like wasn't from this toxic place. So like, I think in the last like month I've started getting into like it feels good to like move yeah. and to connect with my body. So I have been working out for like, the first time in a long time and it does feel good, but it took me like I just needed those 2 years to like well, and things were different. I mean, in 2020, you know, like there was other safety yeah. concerns, there was restrictions, all yeah. of that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I think it's at least for me it's common to um like think about like oh I looked like this then and then you're like comparing pictures and thoughts um and I do have some clothes that I've saved from other periods of my life for sentimental values recently I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like well you know that's a really cool jacket but it's from like freshman year of high school like it doesn't fit me anymore he's like well why why would it fit you like that's from like 10 years ago like why should it fit you he said that but it's like I didn't in my mind I'm like I don't I don't wear that jacket anymore. And you then know? I'm not good enough. I need to drop weight. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, it's, if it fits again, great. Yeah. If it doesn't, like, that's also well, fine. And I have, like, such a bad relationship with, like, food and, like, my body that, like, if I ever liked somebody, I would, like, not even try to. I would always drop, like, 10 pounds, and I didn't even, like, consciously try. I would just, like, start eating less automatically. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, and I, like, had, like, a bunch of clothes that I was holding on to, so I was, like, when I'm my best self, I'll fit into them again, and then this summer, I just, like, got rid of all of them, and it just felt so liberating, and I was, like, why was I, like, putting myself in, like, painful clothes that were just too tight? Well, and it's, like, half the thing is, it's, like, well, let's say I can wear this again if, you know, things change, whatever. Do you even want to? Like, it's gonna be however old it is at that point. Like, it's fun to get new clothes anyway. And let's be real, like I, when I was going through like my whole like deprogramming, like the last two years, I found a lot of things that were like, she died at her ideal weight. And it was like oh. people who like finally reached their ideal weight because they had cancer and couldn't eat food. Yeah. And it was like, it just like really made me open, it just really opened my eyes to like, let's say like I want to be like a size two, but like that? 
probably means that I'm extremely unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like, people who, like, have cancer and can't eat food. Like, some people are naturally a size 2. Awesome, amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And this whole idea of, like, dying at their ideal weight really put in my mind that, like, for me, like, my ideal weight would be extremely unhealthy. Just trying to build, like, awareness around, like, sometimes being, like, super skinny like, sometimes people would do anything to be healthy and to be mm-hmm. able to gain weight. Like, being able to, like, actually gain weight can be, like, means that you have a healthy body yeah. and that you can eat food and that, like, you're not, like, sick and, and dying in this case. You know what I mean? And there's, like, other examples, but the cancer one just really stuck out to me. So I was with my sister and her new baby for like two months away from my boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, like I actually feel like so much better than I have in a long time. Because the whole time in our relationship, I thought it was painful because I wasn't good enough. And if only I was better, it would, like like the pain is because I'm flawed and making mistakes. But if I could only be better, then it like wouldn't hurt. 